Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing to you the liveest black college in the land, C.A.G.U. On a time not long ago When we wore cross colors and lived life slow Between pen and Jews where the breezeway stood Somebody said party and it all was good I had a little voice inside my head So I looked into the mirror and I slowly said Boy, you about to be wine and gold Go hard on the yard and live out cold You got the baddest fan in the land at the game Marching marauding, y'all know the name Take it to the gym, it was more of the same Messed up, man. So, hey, 
We got to do a little something, man. We Let's get on the air and let's talk about, man, why would you select your HBCU over a predominantly white institution? Why did you select that to be the place where you got your secondary education or went on to get your master's or whatever you did? But why did you select uh, HBCU? So we're going to see, you know, who we uh, who we can get on the line, see if we get some people to share their stories right here in the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez. Right here, y'all, is BarberZoneRadio.com. We can go to blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone, or you can check us out on our Facebook page, the Instagram page. You know, it's all in the Barbazone, Barbazone Radio. I thank you again. The number, call in. You want us to call in and share your story, 914-205-5374. That's the number, y'all. Call in, tap in, let, let us know. Why you chose a historically black university instead of going to a predominantly white institution? That's what we're talking about. So um, appreciate y'all. Had a chance today to uh, do Central State Homecoming, the the, the virtual uh, alumni give back where we go back and talk to the students. So, this was the first time, so it, it was great. I appreciated it. I appreciated the invite. Excuse me. We got to talk to the students a little bit. Uh, you know, it was just great to see some of my fellow family members, Central State Marauder family, brothers and sisters. You know, it, it was just a good feeling seeing how we can't be with each other physically. So we had to do it virtually. So it was it, it was a great t- so big up to Angie Mumford and her team and Mary, you know, yo, Keisha, y'all, y'all did y'all thing today, and that was nice. So thank you for uh, allowing me to be a part of that. You know, we get got to talk about, um, you know, I was in the room with we, uh, our sociology room. We were talking about mental health. So you know, we got to share our stories a little bit uh, about why we came to Central and, you know, things that happened while we were at Central. And uh, great, man. It was, you know, brothers opened up, sisters opened up and shared our stories and, you know, how the person we were when we entered the university is not the same person that we were when we left or maybe even we're not the same person that when we left the university that we are now. But how, you know, your university, your college uh, institution, you know, help save your life. I mean, help shape your life. So, y'all, that's what we're talking about, man. Why did you select your HBCU? If you know me, you know I'm a Central State Marauder. That's where I went. Central State, Wilberforce, Ohio, as the song just said, 1400, Brush Road, right there in Wilberforce, Ohio, off of Route 42, you know, Wilberforce, Ohio, that's where it was at. 1987, we went in, man. So, it was... uh. One of the greatest experiences of my life, man, you know, I got to meet individuals that I, you know, from all over the country, all over the world, actually, and, you know, live with them day to day, growing up from boys to men, you know, doing the things as knuckleheads did, you know, as as young boys coming in at 17 and 18, and then leaving at, you know, 21, 22, or whatever year you left, but, you know, it was the greatest time, you know, of our lives, 
So, you know, we got to talk to the students about that a little bit and and how um, things have changed from the times when we were there back in the late 80s, early 90s to the times now. Um, if you went to Central, you know, that the the dorms have changed. Some dorms aren't there. You know, as a as a young man, you know, coming into Central, we came into Penn Hall, you know, big up Penn Hall, second floor, you know, right there in the front, right in front of the breezeway, you know, 232, you know, right there in the front. We got to see everything along with the brothers that was in Hughes and in Page and in Broadus and in Lane. Those was the dorms, you know, at Central State for the brothers, you know. But now, none of those dorms are even there. None of the dorms that existed for me and my fellow brethren coming up exist anymore. So when we go back, it's kind of hard. You know, the sisters get to go back and take their pictures in front of Williamson and, 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 and Hunter and all that go back to the back, the Green and Anderson. They get to take their pictures and go to their old dorm room or whatever. But, you know, us brothers, Penn and Hughes and Lane and Broadus, you know, and, and, and for the, um, you know, the uh, honors dorm page, all of that stuff is gone now. So that was something we got to talk to about talk to the students about today. So it was just it was just a great feeling and 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 great to do to be able to talk to the students today. So that's what made you know made me come up with the topic. Like I'm like, yo, we got to talk about this. Why did we choose Central State? Why did you choose your HBCU that you went to? instead of going to a primary uh, white university, just a uh, uh, white university or institution or whatever it may be. Because, you know, I'm here in Columbus, Ohio, and, you know, everybody would think, you want to go to Ohio State, you want to be a Buckeye and all of that. But, no, that's something I never, ever, ever really wanted to go to Ohio State. You know, I didn't want to do that. Um, for what reason? I don't know. I just – that was never in my – Hard to be, you know, a Buckeye because, you know, a lot of things that go on in the city, if you don't know if you don't live in Columbus, there's two different Columbuses. There's Ohio State University and then there's Columbus, Ohio. So, you know, them things, sometimes they don't mix. So that is ne- that wasn't anywhere that I ever wanted to go. I actually was going to go to Franklin University, which is a business school here, and I was going to major, you know, do my accounting thing there, and you know, to live the live the 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 the, the life that you're supposed to live. Get you a job, you know, work forty hours, get you a wife, have two and a half kids, and a picket fence, and you know, the car, truck, and a station wagon. You know, I was going to do all that stuff. But then, thank you for uh, my gym teacher. Uh, you know, I graduated from. Marion Franklin High School here in Columbus in 1987, and my gym teacher, Miss Holiday, she, you know, when I was when I was looking for schools and things like that, she, you know, recommended Central State University. I'm like, man, what the hell is a Central State? I ain't never heard of that. Ain't nobody gonna do that. So she said, man, just go try it. Just go visit. And lo and behold, we made that ride. 
came up on 42 and saw these these two universities, you know, Wilberforce was on the left and Central State was on the right. We made that turn, and the entrance is different than it was now. The the, the entrance was, was, was different coming in Central. I mean, we have the circle again, but the street was was um all the way the street was open in front of Williamson, so we came in and we rolled in between there and the student union wasn't the way that the student union us in the nineties knew it. It was different then. It was remodeled in eighty seven, eighty nine, something like that. So they you know, they got rid of the bowling alley and put the bookstore and all that stuff in there. But when I when I got out the car and stepped on campus, it was just a feeling that I had never ever had in my life. You know, uh, coming up in Columbus, living in Southfield on the South Side, I um I was first part of integration busing, so I got bused from the school that is right behind my house that I still live at, and got bust to the other side of the tracks where the white people was. So I went to school with the white folks, social unrest, all that. We didn't know they was there. They didn't know we was there. So, you know, it was a little social, racial unrest. It was some few race riots and fights and all that good stuff. But when I stepped on Central State's campus, it was just a feeling, man, of black people, African-American descended, African-descended people working together in a positive light, you know, educating each other, uplifting each other, you know, the fun, the jokes, and all that stuff to come. And the feeling was just so great. I told him, yo, y'all can leave me right here. I ain't even got to go back. Y'all can bring my clothes here. Because I didn't want to leave that feeling. So that's how I got to Central State, man, through Miss Holiday. She she told me, you know, because I was in student government, I was actually the, the treasurer of my high school class and all of that. So she just told me to, you know, just go try it. Just go check it out. That's where I came from. Just go check it out. So I did that, and here we are, you know, more than 30 years later, you know, and, I, and I'm still a proud Central State alumnus, and I'm there every year for homecoming. You know, we, we couldn't do it, but I still was able to take part in the, you know, the virtual alumni day where we were able to talk to the students. So, yeah. It's a beautiful thing being a marauder these days, man. So, and you know, I had to use my use my show, use my use my vehicle to help spread some love, man. You know, it's crazy going on right now. I'm, I'm not able to see my, you know, my marauder family and get my hugs and you know, you know, throw a couple back and get my kisses and you know, get my loving. You know, I, and when you go back to a HBCU, man, it's just so much love they just love on you and all of that and yo it's just such a great feeling so that's why i said yo i want to hear what other people say i want to hear why other people chose to go to central state university or go to whatever um or go to whatever university whatever hbc you went to i want to know that so you're in the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez, right here on Barber Zone Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash Barber Zone. And we're talking about why did you select the HBCU over PWI, a predominantly white university? And I think everybody that's listened, I see I got my, 
I got my my studio board lighting up with with phone numbers and things. I thank y'all, thank y'all. The num if you're listening through the Facebook page, the Instagram page, or just right through um, Blog Talk Radio, and you want to call in and you want to share your story, if you want to let us let us know why you chose the HBCU over a predominantly white university, the number nine one four two zero five five three seven four. And then once you do that, it'll put you in, you know, put you in line with the other callers and I get to see your numbers. And when you're ready to share your story, just simply press one. It lets me know that, that, that you're ready to share your story. Press one, we'll get you on. And the way we do it in the Barber Zone is I'm going to give you area code and then your first three digits. I'm not going to give you all your information out on the air, but I'll give you your, your first three numbers and, you know, give you an opportunity to, you know, share your love, the love that you got at your HBCU. So, you know, say who you are, you know, all that good stuff, the year you come out, if you're part of any organizations, whatever, just, you know, go and share your love. I see y'all, man. Uh, let me see. We got some 937s. We got Dayton checking in. We got Detroit checking in. Look like, look like that's some Atlanta joints, some New York. So, yeah, I thank y'all. You know, I see y'all. I appreciate y'all, you know, spending some time with your man. So, but we're going to go on. We're going we gonna to start sharing some stories. Um, but now, hold on, y'all, real quick, real quick. Now I see I got y'all on here. Let me see. Let me see if I can get y'all ready for homecoming and let y'all know about the baddest school in the land. Let's see. One time, y'all, let's, let's, let's let my man Killer Joe tell y'all something for a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing to you the liveest black college in the land, C.A.G.U. Once upon a time not long ago, when we wore cross colors and lived life slow, between pen and cues where the breezeway stood, somebody said party and it all was So I looked into the mirror and I slowly said, boy, you about to bleed wine and gold. Go hard on the yard and live out cold. You got the baddest fan in the land at the game. Marching marauding, y'all know the name. Take it to the gym, it was more of the same. Cheerleaders who love to shake that thing. At the ballroom party, we are soft the yard. Lead a ballroom sweating because we dance so hard. I'ma rep this place to the casting drop. Because the CSU party don't stop. Hey, man, what y'all know about that? If y'all not ready, if y'all not feeling like homecoming and Saturday morning in the stadium, getting ready for the band and the football team, you know, and the Central Bells with the cheerleaders leading, I don't know what y'all feeling right now. But, yo, I got a caller. We got three or four callers. I got you online, y'all. So, from I know who this is, but I'm going to do it the right way. 93729. Who we got in the barber zone tonight with us? Hey, this is Angela Davis checking in from Dayton, Ohio, by way of Lima, Ohio. Hey, Central State University <laughs> class of 1995. Welcome to the barber zone, Angie. Hey, thank you for the invite today. 
that the the, the virtual alumni day, yo, that was dope. I appreciate that. I, I, I want to do that some more. So I thank you. I thank you. But Angie, yeah. why did you select a HBCU specifically, since Central State University, over a predominantly white university? Well, I had went to predominantly white institutions since I was in the third grade. From third grade through twelfth grade, the only black adult I saw in the building on a daily basis was a janitor. So I knew I needed an HBCU experience. I had never been taught by a black person outside of my family and my mother, but I, I wanted and needed an HBCU experience. So that's what it was for me. I mean, of course, there was a different world that got me excited about going to college and going to an HBCU, but I knew that I, once I knew that such a thing existed, I knew that I needed to be at an HBCU. Now, initially it was going to go down south because, of course, that's where all the HBCU was, all of the popular ones mm-hmm. were in the south at the time, I thought. So I, I visited one down south. It, it, I, it didn't feel right for me. Um, and so I wasn't sure where I was going to go. And then there was a lady from the community center was taking a group of kids from Lima um, up to Central State. And I was like, you know what, free day out of school, I, I might as well go. And that's really what my mindset was, free day out of school, I'll go. Now, mind you, I graduated, I mean, I was in high school. I graduated with a 4.0 from high school. I was class valedictorian, so I could have went anywhere I wanted across the country. I was getting letters and information from colleges all across the country, including Ivy Leagues. I had scored really high on PSATs and ACTs, and so I was in a database for a high-achieving student. So I was getting mail every day from all these schools all across the country, but when I stepped off that van that day at Central State, right in front of the student union, I stepped off that van, and I knew it is exactly where I needed to be. Like, it felt right. The energy, the aura, it was like for real, like the ancestors was whispering in my ear, like, this is what we have for you. Look at what we built for you. And so I just knew that's where I needed to be. And, of course, you know, when I talked to some folks, they offered me a full academic scholarship, and that was all she wrote. <laughs> hey, it's something. it's something about – when you step on campus, that that feeling right there, that uh, that immediate connection is like, yo. And then you start to hear some of the history and realize that Central State was part of the Underground Railroad. Yeah. When you hear the historic, yeah. some of the historical part of Central State, and then some of the powerful alumni that have come before us, and it's just like, I got to be part of this, man. I, I I I can't leave here. I got to be part of this. So got so many people's stories. So Angie, I didn't know you was that smart. I didn't know you was like the Vala Victorian. I didn't know you was Miss Lady Lady in school like that. Okay. Absolutely. I, I mean, I graduated at the top of my high school class, but I graduated at I was a senior class scholar at Central State as well. So I was the top of my class at Central. Yes. Yeah, you didn't just didn't know okay. like y'all be knowing that cute girls could be smart too. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I do, because there's a whole bunch of cute girls at Central. Shit, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just, I just want to let you know cute girls be smart, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, y'all, we're going to keep it moving. Hey, Angie, just stay on with us for a minute. I'm I'm, I'm going to get some other people that you may know and some that you may not. So we're going to keep it okay. moving. We want to hear why. You're in the barber zone tonight, but we're talking about HBCUs versus predominantly white institutions. Why did you choose to go to an HBCU? All right, next up. And we're from the Detroit area, 248-320. Who are we having the barbers on with us tonight? 
Sorry, Miss Jory, what's happening? How's it going? I am in the car, so please forgive any background noise. So I just, you know, will make it quick. And, you know, thank you for inviting me to listen in on this. I um, always love to hear stories and people's reasons why and what motivates them, what keeps them going. You know, especially I've got a 15-year-old daughter who, you know, is in process of looking at schools and, you know, different options and, you know, sharing my story with her and everything. And, you know, my story of, of why I wanted to go to an HBCU is similar to Angie's and in, in, in being that, you know, my I went to school at, in a private school, predominantly white, so that is something that I've been accustomed to and did not have any black teachers or anything like that. And, you know, um, it, at some point, it, something presented itself to me, and this idea came into, you know, my head. I saw a couple of things on HBCU. I think it was a flyer for black college tours, and I remember, um, you know, taking those and going down to, to uh, Louisiana, Jackson State, rambling, all of that, and um, seeing some different campuses and everything. And, you know, I, I almost did go to rambling, but, um, you know, I think from Michigan and being against that I'm going to HBCU and still kind of staying in the Midwest area, it was just um, synchronicity. It was uh, perfect. Central State was, you know, right there, the state over. Black College had a chance to, you know, tour the school and it's like, you know, I'm sure most of us, you're pretty much all of us still, but you step on campus, you know, you feel that instant family, you feel that connection, and it's something that I think we can all be very proud to say that it's not something that just lasts four years. You know, I graduated from Central back in 93, and I don't think a day goes by that I don't talk to somebody from Central. So, you know, the relationships um, and the friendships, I mean, they're, they're truly your family, and it is just beyond a blessing to have been a part of that experience, and that experience carries over into, you know, your later party years of life. So it's just, you know, uh, a wonderful opportunity, and I couldn't have made a better decision. Hey, thank you, thank you, thank you. And I, and I, I think that's going to be the, the theme of the night is, that when when you finally made that decision to go to Central State and you got to campus, you forgot about all the other schools that you had looked at. There was like, you know, you, like like both of you yeah. guys. Did. You went you went down south because that's where the majority of the historical black colleges colleges are at because that's where it started. That's you know, where right. slavery ended right. and we and we started being able to become educated. And you know, got the universities. We started our own universities and things like that. So that's why we always had to go down south, or go to the East Coast and to the Howards and the Shaws and the North Carolina A and T's and all of them things. So, but but and you know, you I, I'll just say this campus, real quick. I huh? I, I um, have uh, you know, my cousins are HBCU grads as well. You know, and. Um, from Morehouse to Clark and Spelman. So, you know, we do have that southern um, piece in the family as well. And I will probably say that my parents are are 79 and 80, and they still support their CSU sweatshirts 
proudly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, not only us. But, I mean, I'm sure probably a, a lot of, you know, the folks on the phone, their parents probably do the same stuff. You know, they're in their 70s and 80s still sporting CSU gear as proud parents of Centralians and graduates and everything. So, you know, the love is definitely spread, uh, you know, throughout the country and throughout um, families and friends. Yeah, the, 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 that CSU love is infectious, you know, and you get it because, and, you know, my brother's not on here, but, you know, those of y'all know me, know my brother Michael Moment. And it was just infectious because when I came to Central, like right when I came, I was like, Mike, you got to come see this. You know, Mike is two years younger than me, so he was a junior in high school. So he came for, you know, the first sibling weekend because we did, still did sibling weekend back then. So he came – and it was like he never left. He was there every other weekend. He damn near had his own dorm room, had people he kicked it with, and had his own life as a junior in high school. So a lot of his friends was like, dude, where you going? He went back and telling them about Central State. So it was so many people. I, you know, maybe I wasn't, but I like to say that I was a catalyst for a lot of individuals at my high school and in Columbus to go to Central State because when I came, I brought all my friends with me like, yo, you got to come see this. This is something different. And then, you know, we got to go here. We got to get educated, this, that, and the other. So it was a lot of individuals that came from Columbus that I hopefully can say that I was, you know, kind of the spark for them to come to the school. But, yeah, it was just Central State love is just so Infectious, it's y'all. But y'all, hey, it is. it's it is. stupid infectious. You know, parents, hey, so y'all, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, my parents are college graduates, but they didn't go to HBCU. So, you mm-hmm. know, my mother was out at University of Minnesota. My father was at Northwestern, and he went to, you know, he's a physician. He went to medical school at University of Chicago. All of that. And I think that even with their collegiate experiences and being predominantly white, and they're both products of Catholic school as well, they even just, you know, as parents, they adopted the whole CSU love, you know? And they're just like, <laughs> oh, you know, we're down here. They couldn't, you know. I'm like, no, guys, I'm trying to come home for the weekend. You don't need to come down to see me. I'm coming <laughs> to see you. You know, so it just, that, that love is there for real. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. So thank you, Jerry. Hey, hang on with us. I'm going to get some more individuals on here, y'all. Y'all in the Barber Zone with your man, Chavez, right here on Block Barber Zone Radio, barberzoneradio.com. You can also find us right at blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone. The number's 914-205-5374. We are talking about why did you select the HBCU over a predominantly white institution. All right, we're going to keep it moving. We got another call. All right, bro, it's your turn. We got it from the 414-467. We got in the Barber Zone with us tonight. What's going on, Vess? It's Randy Nichols of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. What's going on, Nick? Good brother. What's going on, man? Thank you for thank you for tapping in tonight, man. I appreciate it. I I know you. You know I gotta mess with you. Uh, you know I'm, I'm about to mess with you, uh, uh, Pastor Greenleaf. I know you got to get ready for uh, 
for, for you know, for your sermon going on, but thank you for taking out time, man. You know, or working oh, on your man. golf game or something, man. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Man, uh, I, uh, what made me, uh, my dad, my dad was um, actually, and see up here in the north, a lot of times we don't get to hear about black colleges. I never went on a college tour in my life. Um, so my, I remember my dad took me out to County Stadium. Um, and uh, County Stadium is where our big stadium and uh, Central State was there. Um, and a band. I had never saw a band like that before in my life. Um, and um, my dad said, I looked at him, and I looked at the band, and it was just like mesmerizing to me because um, I was a musician. I said, Dad, I'm going there one day. Um, <laughs> life went on, graduated from high school. A group of my friends said, oh, man, let's go to Minnesota together. Um, we went to a little small college in Minnesota. Bible College in Minnesota. I got there half a semester, and I said, this ain't for me. I came home. My dad never filled out the application. My mom never filled I began to fill out the application because, remember, Central State was a quarter school. So I came home in mm-hmm. January, and uh, I filled out the application. Myself had never stepped on campus. I never saw the building. and never saw anything. Didn't know where I was going. Told my parents, this is where I want to go. Um didn't know nobody, not a soul. But I walked on the campus. You hear me? When I walked on that campus and they moved me into Penn Hall. I'll never forget. I was in Penn Hall on the band floor with everybody else because I was coming to be in the band. And, man, it was just the the experiences. Um, it, it's, you can't even explain it, you know. It, it's the best move I ever made in my life. Um, and the thing is with me is I live Central State every day because um, I met my wife at Central State, and uh, mm-hmm. we're still together to this day. You know, we still sport our Central stuff, but even much so because I came home to become an educator, not knowing that, along with pastoring. But I took my kids down to Central State every year on college tours. Um, those kids who never got the opportunity, um, that's how – um, I don't know if y'all know her, Kelly Stinnett, how she got there, the comedian, Kelly Kell. Um, I brought her down there on a college tour when she was in middle school, and she ended up coming to Central State, pledging Delta, you know, doing the whole nine. So uh, mm-hmm. it just became a part of me. <laughs> you know, I, I dropped my daughters off there. They came home. They couldn't, they, they, they the, the change line, the, it changed, and it was hard for me to, how can y'all not? You know, feel what I said. <laughs> I remember, how can y'all not? It was just something about going from Penn Hall to Lane Hall. There's, I'll go, it's something about the night we crossed, man. <laughs> I'll never forget being in the auditorium and running across and with Hawk and all of them. Man, it was, that, was a, that was a memorable experience. Um, uh, yeah, life-changing. Yeah, and so... It, it it literally changed and shaped my life, man. So I, I I really support all my kids. I have more kids in my mentor group this year go to college, and the majority of them went to HBCUs. So even as an educator in the city, um, I'm constantly pressing HBCUs, constantly. And the kids are going, and they're coming back with that same experience. Man, that's awesome. And, y'all, uh, I, 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 for anybody that listens to this show later, 
this show probably going to be predominantly Central State University. We'll probably have a couple other because, you know, we're going to be on here for like an hour, hour and a half. So might be a couple other individuals that tap in, but probably the majority of this is going to be my Central State family. And, y'all, it, 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 it touches my heart that y'all are taking the time out y'all day to join me and, and, and talk about this right here. You know, I see we got my board is lighting up. We got people from all over the country, and that's what I tell them. When you go to a HBCU, especially one like Central State that is the only historical black state school in the Midwest, people from all over the country, unlike you do like some down south schools, you know, you get a lot of people from Atlanta or whatever, you know, Alabama and all of that to go to the schools. But Central State, we're different than – those schools because we're relocated. We're located in the middle of Ohio. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, before y'all even came to Central State, you never even knew what Ohio was, where Ohio was, anything. You probably just knew it was a big, you know, cow town or, or, or cow state. You you might have heard about the Buckeyes or something like that. But where is Wilberforce, Ohio? I didn't even know where Wilberforce was, Ohio, and I live in Columbus, 45 minutes away. So, but the melting pot that is Central State, oh, my God, I just love it. It's like a big old pot of gumbo, and you can't never go wrong with any bite that you take. So, yeah, I thank y'all for taking your time out. We got a few more people that then jumped on the line. They called in. I see you. Three three oh, we got. A, I see. I got a couple checking in from Columbus. I appreciate y'all. When y'all ready to tell your story on why y'all selected HBCU over a predominantly white university, just simply press one. The number to call is nine one four two zero five five three seven four. If you're listening through the Facebook page or right from the um, from the Blog Talk uh, app, excuse me. You can simply call in the number, press 1, if you want to tap in and you want to let us know why you selected uh, HBCU uh, instead of a predominantly white university. We've already got a couple people on here who shared their stories. I, I appreciate y'all. They're still on here listening. And they, uh, you know, I'm sure they'll tap back in a little bit later. But we got a few more. And, you know, when y'all ready, press 1, and we'll get y'all on. Because uh, the, the, the being part of – and this is because of Angie and her team. Again, I thank y'all for, you know, the uh, y'all thirteenth year of doing the uh, uh, alumni day. If you don't know what that is, that's when you know us alumni come back and we speak to the students on where we are in life about our experiences at Central State and basically how Central State has you know shaped our lives into the person or the individuals that we are today. So I had the opportunity to be on one today with, you know, a couple of brothers that I know from the yard and they are totally different than the individuals that I knew from the yard. You know, uh, one of them, brother Johnny, you know, I, I, I know his, I know his walk. I know his ups and downs and all of that good stuff. So it was good to see that brother in the position that he is right now and him talking about it. So that was just good. So 
Thank you to Angie and her team and Mary and all of them that invited me. So it was just an awesome like, opportunity. So that's what had me come up with this show. This was, you know, um, y'all become friends of the show, all of that. Go in, hit subscribe and all that so you get the alerts about the show. My show was usually at 9 p.m. on Wednesdays. and But today, you know, it was just so great to be with that today. I was like, yo, I'm about to do a show tonight, so I need y'all to call in and let's just tell people why we selected um, to go to a HBCU when we could have went to, you know, any of these universities uh, like me, any anywhere in Ohio. Cause, you know, I scored good on my on my scores and all that. I was active in school, you know. I wrestled and played baseball. I was in student government and all of that and everything, so. Um, I, I could have went, you know, to a lot of different schools, but that feeling when I stepped at fourteen hundred Brush Row Road, man, it was just a feeling that it was just like this is where I'm supposed to be, right here. This feeling right here of the black pride, the African American pride, the 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 seeing, you know, black people work together and positivity, and there's not any negative stuff going on. You know, of course, you know, when you live with people for four years in, in dorms and communal settings, there are going to be some, you know, some disagreements and maybe a couple altercations. But far as my experience at Central State and living with and around the individuals that I was with, it wasn't nothing but love, man. You know, of course, it may have been a personal couple personality classes or whatever, but it was nothing but love, and I wouldn't want to have been anywhere else but where I was and where I went. So, um, you know, me being a barber, I, I talked to a lot of individuals, you know, that have had different uh, educational backgrounds and some that weren't able to go to a university. They may have went to a trade school or whatever, but... And we get to have conversations about going to Central State and everybody is always, oh, man, I wish I could have went to Central. I just, you know, I wish I could have went. I went. Everybody went for a party. I went for a party, man, and I just wanted to go there, but I couldn't go there. My parents wouldn't let me go or whatever it may be. But everybody wanted to be part of the Marauder family. And like my brother Randy said, um, when you heard that band, when I went to the first Central State football game and seen the band and the cheerleaders and, and, and the Central Bells, I was done for. I had never, ever seen anything like that. And if y'all remember, and if y'all was back there with me in the 88 and the 89s and all of that, school days wasn't out. So we didn't have any idea. We didn't have any idea of what that experience was. You know, uh, um, what's the other? What, what was the show that came out with Dwayne Wayne and them about the black school? Um, come on, y'all, help me out. Uh, uh, a different world. A different world. You know, different world and all of that. That wasn't out. So we were that experience that they were showing on TV. We were that experience that Spike Lee put in school days. So 
to be able to witness that and be part of that, man, it was awesome. So, you know, those that came afterwards, they seen school days and all that. So that just increased the, you know, the, the eagerness to go to a historically black college. And then you had um, Dr. Cosby with the Cosby show, promote black colleges and wearing the black college, you know, central state uh, university sweaters and, and, you know, sweatshirts and all of that. So it was just nineties for, for, for historically black colleges was just awesome. Uh, And then, uh, let me see. Then drumline came out. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so yeah, I got uh, we got people on the line. Hey y'all, press the one so you can share your story. I see we got three or four. We got one, two, three. You got four more people on here that's just listening, and I know y'all marauders too. So y'all better get on here and tell y'all story. So I know y'all number. I might mess around and just call y'all out. So don't have me do that. <laughs> um, let's see here. All right, we got people calling me and texting and sending messages. Come on, jump on the show. Say your experience. So, um, let's see. We still got Miss Jury on the line, Brother Randy on the line. We're talking about y'all HBCUs and why you chose to go to Central State, whatever your school you went to, over a predominantly white institution. All right, somebody just texted me and told me why they went. I'm about to put you on blast and put you on right now. I, What's up, good sir? Vez, I ran downstairs to my wife. I want her to tell you. She right here, too. She was a Central State Marauder. Okay, okay. Tell them, since you're talking about why you went to Central State, I'll put state people on there. Why did I go to Central State? Because uh, the HBCU is a small college, not too far from home. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute, Mama. You got to wait. Wait. You're in the barber zone right now. You got to tell us who you are. When you came out, because there's probably some people on here that know you, so tell us who you are and, you know, when you came out of Central and why you chose Central State over a white school. Um. Oh, my name is Nicole Nichols, but my maiden name was Thomas, so um, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, and I went to school, went to uh, Central State in 1989, graduated in 1994. Um, I was in the education department. I was Miss College of Education. Uh, was it by in '93? <laughs> I think <laughs> out there okay. when Dr. Howard was. Ooh, she was no joke. Um, and of course, I told what, what, for those what uh-huh. Yeah. What what, what what made you go to Central? What 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 made you choose to come to Central State? Um, I actually didn't visit Central, um, but I knew it was a black college. I knew it was, like I said, it was closer to home. I had family in Ohio. Um, it was small school. I needed a, a small school to go to not not big and um you know it gave me opportunity that I to just to get into education and um you know just to just to be with the family like just other african americans and um 
I love that Afrocentric education that we got. And that's, you know, coming from Chicago, that's, that's you know, culturally, that's what you're used to is being mm-hmm. with other African Americans and having pride in your in who you are. And I just felt like, you know, now the Central State, it just it was a continuing of that. No. Right. And, and, and that's one good thing. That's one thing about Central State and other HBCUs is that it's the size. It's the, it's the intimacy. It's the small classes and, you know, the small community, and which makes you real tight. Like, you know, when you compare, and I can only compare Central State and Ohio State. You go to Ohio State, mm-hmm. you're just a number. You know, you get a code, you're a number, and they really don't know your name. You might have 100 people in your class, and, you know, they've been doing virtual class type stuff before the whole pandemic. So you, uh, you're you just a number. You're not a name. You, 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 can't call your, you can't call your professor at night or, you know, get them after right. class and, and, and get that 101 because, you know, we was in Smith. Right. We could call Mr. Davidson, Mr. Dudley. All of that, Doctor Lewis, and all of them, you know, mm-hmm. uh, brother yeah. Amos. You know, you you could call, yeah. you could call your your professor, or you would see your professor in the cafeteria at lunchtime, and you know, be able to have a conversation with them, or you know, they're walking across campus. You might be able to pull them off, you know, and and in front of Robeson and have a conversation with them. So it's just like right. you say, it's like the intimacy, it's like the smallness. You're 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 a family member, but mm-hmm. you know, and you're not just a number. You know, right. you, you still, you know, you, you would see Mr. Gardner or Miss Watson or whoever walking across yep. campus. But the thing is, yeah. you still see them individuals at homecoming. You yeah. go to homecoming, Miss Watson is still there. Miss Kelly's still there, and she still you knows know? your name. <laughs> And yes, yes. So that's why that's why I said earlier, I miss getting my hugs. I miss getting my loving. You know, you go to Mama Watson and she gonna give you that big old hug. You know, it's just stuff like that that you miss. You know, seeing Mister you know Yard getting that I, getting that dap and that love, man. It's just crazy. Yeah. I, I do want to yep. say, ahead, this, man, it was like I remember I was struggling in math. And and I couldn't. I was struggling with with passing my math test. And I remember Colonel Hargraves told me. He mm-hmm. said, "Young man, come to my office every Monday morning. Every morning, I went to his office at eight o'clock, and he tutored me, man, one on one, until I was mm-hmm. able to pass the test. You know. And he reached out to me, and I, that was he didn't charge me nothing. He just said, "Come to my class." And he tutored me, yeah. and that was that was life changing for me. That's dope. That's dope. But that is that's the central state story, man. That is the central state story. Like you went there and you were part of the family, and they wasn't going to let you fail. As long as they saw that that you were giving some effort, you was making an effort. You did a ten percent, and they was going to give you the other ninety. You know, so it was. It's, it's just that feeling that was there, and like, you know, when when we went and when we came back, like, my mom was like, "Y'all didn't change." You know, what what's changed about y'all? 
but it was it, it, it's something that me and Mike really it's a feeling it's not nothing you can really put into words on no. what it is you know you know we, we used to come home and you know do our laundry and you know stock up on the food and all of that and then you know we trying to leave right after church you know I gotta get back gotta get back they like oh y'all don't want to stay till no we get back you know I remember one time it was uh, here in Columbus it was like blizzard time it was you know we had just came back and it's blizzard time like really we shouldn't be on the road <laughs> but me and Mike was like yo we out yeah, I'm not gonna stay to them. Nope, we out. And a 45 minute, 45 50 minute ride took us like three and a half hours. You know, we was come, we was going down 71, and the, the the weather was just so bad. The the snow was so bad. You know, it uh it built up on the you know the great Cavalier. You know, Randy, <laughs> it, it, it built mm-hmm. up on the yep. western wipers of the Cavalier, man. And the the the, the snow was so heavy, it snapped. And snapped my windshield wipe off. So we was taking turns wiping off the window, hanging out the car, wiping off the window. But the thing is, we had to get to Central. And we knew once we got on campus, we was okay. So, you know, it was just something about Central State University, man, that just is different, man, than than any other place that you can imagine being. Um crazy so um i'm tired of hearing myself talk it's time for y'all to talk i see we got a couple other y'all just want to listen y'all i know y'all got experiences and tap in and then let us know you know i had a couple people on here they listen but they just text me talk about they don't have a story you have a story you went to central state yeah you have a story so let me see we got a couple other people hitting me here so hold on but y'all Y'all, if y'all know me, y'all know I got a whole big old crew that I've been running with for years. And you know what they name is, Out Cold. So, y'all, listen to this. If you come to homecoming and you ready to get it in, you know you got to come to the Out Cold tailgate, the Out Cold homecoming kings. And when you come to homecoming and, 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 and over to the RV, this what you go hear. We got Twain Clock, Fruity Sifflet, and Jim Lee. O-U-T-C-O-L-D. The Hill K, Rob, Ty, Allen, Big B.
Live without water. Slept without heat, but we always had bread and we kept something to eat. And in the real sports, we with the troopers. The boys had the baseball players, we had the hoopers. And when we said party, you cats better know. The jams we gave, nearly caved in the flow. Breezeway bosses, road trip kings. Out cold brothers doing out cold things. We got Twain Clops, Fruity Simpler, and Jim Lee.
and since I was a little girl. So um, it was really, um, you know, ingrained in me to pretty much attend there. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was re- I really had no other choice. And plus I received the full presidential scholarship because of um, academics. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't see myself going anywhere else. It was um, between going there or Hampton. And Hampton didn't give me any money, so my mother said, you're going to go where the money is. <laughs> and that was the best decision I ever could have made because, you know, I graduated with zero debt. So, Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Hey, that's awesome. So Thank I'm, you for I'm, taking I'm the time one, to call in. Yes. I'm a part of one of the best families in the world. Uh, yeah, and, and that's what I tell people. People don't understand, like, your significant other didn't mm-hmm. go to Central, or they mm-hmm. didn't attend the HBCU. When it comes homecoming time, your mm-hmm. significant other is not going to understand your excitement no. and why you got to get back to the yard and why you want to mm-hmm. leave Thursday instead of Saturday and why this and why that. They're, they're not going to understand that energy, that, that love right, right. and that that attraction that we've been talking about, that the first day you stepped on campus, it was like life changing. They're not going to understand that. And, you know, like we say, if you bring your significant other to homecoming, you better have a long talk with them on the way down there. Because Absolutely. if not, the, your, your relationship might be messed up on the way back home. Because of Absolutely. so much love. And, you know, you got brothers and sisters from all over the country that you've had for 20, 30 years. And then mm-hmm. if you pledged, if you pledged the Greek organization, now you've got even more brothers and sisters from the lines before you, the lines after you. So the, 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 your extended family, your extended mm-hmm. college HBCU family is unlike any other and our connection is like absolutely you know people don't understand like they don't you know don't nah they just don't how you know you marry people know you married i want to say this let me stress that some of the most accomplished people i know attended (laughs) hbcus so, you know, yes, there, there's one, that, that's one thing people don't, you know, there's one thing people fail to realize. Some of the most accomplished, you know, professors, doctors, lawyers, you know, we, we graduate the best of the best. So, you know, mm-hmm. don't sleep on HBCUs. Um, you know, Central has graduated <laughs> some very, very talented and some very accomplished people. So, don't sleep on Central State. You know, we, we, we've graduated the best of the best. So, you know, yeah, I'm, yeah, the, I'm the, very proud of, I'm very proud of to, to be a graduate of Central State University. I have my doctorate and there are several of us that have doctorates that have graduated from Central State. And there are, you know, several of us that are do, doing very well in life. So, you know, definitely, yes, um, love it. you know, yeah, it's a great, great school. Yeah, so and, and, and that's what I tell people. I said, Man, y'all don't know the the individuals that have come through Central State and other historical black colleges. That's like 
our soon-to-be vice president is from a HBCU. Mm-hmm. Come mm-hmm. on, man! You about to head the, mm-hmm. the she's about to hold the second, Absolutely. the second most powerful office mm-hmm. in the world. Right, right. So y'all, right. just the 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 love and you know all the accomplishments that that come from HBCUs is just mm-hmm. astonishing, and just just trying to tell people and share with them your experience. It's just mm-hmm. like, come on. That's why, you know, having people call in and tell why they even went to the university is mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. so powerful. How how would you even get there? You know, everybody is not a legacy like you where, where they've mm-hmm. had, you know, generations of individuals graduating from colleges and, you know, right. masters and doctorates and everything. A lot right, of individuals right. like myself. Like myself, right. I'm. I, I was the first one to go to college. You know, right, my, right. my my. You know, my dad got out of high school, and you know, he wanted to go to college, but that was the time when you know my grandfather made him go to the service. So it mm-hmm. was stuff like that. Brothers being forced to go to the service and do things like that, not being able to pursue their dreams, and then mm-hmm. as the opportunity to do it, it was just like, ah, yeah. I got to do this. Right. So, but it's right. just the things, just the, man, the love. But that's all, like, all, it's, all it takes is one. Oh, crazy. All it takes is one person to change the trajectory yeah. of of future generations. So all it takes was for you to make that change. You understand? And, and so I, all it takes was for oh, my, yeah. my mom to go to college. She was, she and my uncle, they were the first in my family to go to college. And then, you know, they changed the direction for me and for my brother and I, and we're, my brother is getting his doctorate. You know, I've I've gotten my doctorate. So all it takes is for one generation to make that decision to go to college, and then that changes things for future generations. So you making that exactly. decision to go to school, that you know that will change things for your children and your grandchildren. So you know you you did right. You know so yeah so you know yeah, all man. it takes. And yeah. so I, I and I used and I said earlier that you know I I don't know if I was but like you just said I want to say that I was the catalyst for a lot of individuals mm-hmm. in Columbus to go to mm-hmm. Central State because when I went mm-hmm. then my brother was there he came his friends and like somebody that's mm-hmm. on the phone uh, that's on here listening texted me and said they the reason they went was because my cousin told them about that. My cousin told mm-hmm. them because I went and I told him to come. So then mm-hmm. he brought his people and all. So it was just a big, you know, snowball that just exploded. It was just, Absolutely. boom, let's go, Columbus. Come on, Columbus, let's go. <laughs> so, we, you know, we went to Central State and now, you know, it's history. So, um, so it's just people are, people that, are that watching. feeling, man. People was, are watching. Yeah. yeah so that, you made that a feeling was just. Crazy, hey, I like that. Ah, oh, shoot, but yeah, um, but yeah. It, it was just great. That feeling was just like boom. And then you know, once I got there and just meeting the different people, man, I mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, I still remember the first brother I met at Central. It was Rob mm-hmm. Bass, Rob Dunlap, the Kappa. Uh huh. I met him, and and actually, I was supposed to stay in Penn, and um. My, the rooms wasn't ready. 
Y'all know how that went. The rooms wasn't ready. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, hey, if you went to Central, you know how that go. So I had <laughs> to go back to, I had to go back and stay in Green because mm-hmm. Bandcamp was over and they was open. And I believe the room number was like five oh nine. We was at the top. It was like five oh nine. And I'm in there, and here come Rob. And I'm like, what's going on, brother? <laughs> man, I'm from Chicago. And, you know, we talking. He said, man, and this week he said, man, y'all be jacking chicks around here? And for me, <laughs> jacking somebody mean you was going to rob them. I'm like, nah, right, I'm, right. I'm thinking, what this dude talking about? But he was talking <laughs> about house music. He was talking about the oh. jack, 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 jack your body, jack, jack. And he was like, no, man, I ain't talking about, I'm talking about this. And so Rob Bass <laughs> was my first introduction to house music because mm-hmm. he put on Jack Your mm-hmm. Body. And I was like, dude, what is this? So, you know, big up to Rob Bass. That was the first individual that I met mm-hmm. and had a good con- that had a conversation or connection with when I got to Central. But then, you wow. know, then I got the pen and just, you know, it was just meeting crazy people. So I got my man. Mm-hmm. I got, it looked like I got my roommate. He then tapped in. You know, we've Good, been, okay. we've been, we've been, we've been boys since, and we always go back to the date. It was like August 28th, 1987. So, Nitty, <laughs> when you're ready to talk, man, hit one. So, you know, I can hear your story, but yeah, it's yes, just yes. the brotherhood and the sisterhood that was developed in them cornfields on 42 Absolutely. and Wilberforce, Ohio. You know, I tell uh-huh. people, from the movie, we we're the real children of the corn. Mm-hmm, you know, we was mm-hmm. out there in the middle of Ohio. I didn't even know where I was going. We in the <laughs> middle of Ohio in the cornfields. You ride cornfields. And be, oh, there's school. Oh, snap. Okay. You know, you ride so past. You, you got to back up because you didn't miss Brush Row. You got to save my money. Right. So right. yeah. So. Well, yeah, well, look, I know you have that. other callers lined up, but I just want to tell you I'm proud of you. Continue making a difference. And if there's anything I can thank do you. to help you, just let me know. Thank you. Thank you for taking your time, and I appreciate you. Go, no. go on, get to, go on, get nope. to sleep on. <laughs> All right. No no problem. Keep up the great work, bro. <laughs> thank you, Mama. Thank you. Right. Yo, All y'all right. in the right. barber zone with your man. You're in the barber zone with your man, Chavez, right here at blogtalkradio.com. Uh, I'm sorry, barberzoneradio.com, or you can find me at blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone. Yo, we're talking about why did you select the HBCU over predominantly white university? Yeah, we've been on here since like 9 o'clock, an hour and some change. We got maybe another 20 minutes. The show is usually an hour, but I knew, you know, we was doing the thing about the HBCU, so I know it was going to go longer, so we got it in another little 20 minutes or so. So uh, if you're still listening, you want to tap in, the number is 914-205-5374. Share your experience on why you chose the HBCU over predominantly white university. And once you dial that number, press 1. 1 lets me know that you're ready to share your experience. So when Mr. Roper gets ready to share his experience, I need him to press one so we can get him on the line. So, and anybody else, y'all, just call into the number, man. Let's share that HBC love, HBCU love. You know, so far it's been Central State. I already knew that because that's, you know, that's my family right there. But if anybody is out here listening or your family members or whatever attended the HBCU, call in, share your experience, man. Let us know. 
why you chose to go to a historically black college or university over a predominantly white college or in a university. But, all right, without further ado, I'm, you know, I'm not even going to do the phone number thing with this dude. I'm just going to go to a number. Frank Nitty, you in the barber zone, man. What's going on there, brother? What's going on, man? Hold on a quick second. Hold on. <laughs> Trying to uh, get the uh, phone right. Okay, get your get, get your situation right, brother. Yeah, um, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Roper, man, of course I know who you are, man. You my brother from from '87. Exactly. You know, love love you like my brother Mike. So, bro, let us know. You know, you came all the way from New York to yeah. a little town in Ohio. What made you select Central State University over any other school in the country, bro? Well, actually, because um, I graduated from high school in California, and then uh, I had relatives that went to Central in the 60s, and they had exposed me to it and, you know, had so many, quote-unquote, aunts and uncles that were like, wait a minute, but that's not grandma's son or grandma's daughter, so how are they? But then once I got to Central, I figured it out mm-hmm. real quick because people become family <laughs> within a week because you're like we said before, you in the cornfields. And so it's like, yeah, um, this is all you got. <laughs> Those people mm-hmm. that you used to with every day, that's all you have because you're in the middle of the cornfields and there's nothing else for three miles in any direction. So, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> but when I got there, I figured it out. But um, I had uh, I knew when I was applying for colleges that I was going to a black school. It came down to either Howard or Central. And then uh, how I wound up making a choice was it was like, hmm, if I go – well, one thing was that New York is the number one uh, population at Howard University, and number two was California, Los Angeles. I was like, if I go to that school – I'm going to know way too many people, and I'm not going to get any work done. (laughs) So I was like, "Uh, maybe I need to go to Ohio. And then also I was running track, and Central State gave me some money to go run. So I was like, oh, I'm going there. (laughs) So things just have to line up. Things really lined up for me to wind up going there. And, you know, of course it was the best decision of my life because not even lifelong friends. I got new family members. Like you and all yeah. of our all of our people, you know, it's just family now. So it's not even like, ah, uh, you know, oh yeah, I know some people from college though. This is family, family. Yeah, family, family, family. Yeah, you know, we know each other. And the thing is, when you become family at a at, at a HBCU, you know people's mothers and fathers. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not family. just you know, it's just not like this my man. No, this my family. You know, they come exactly. to my house and break bread with my parents. You know, right, I, right. I I know your sisters and I know all of that, yeah. you know. So, yes, we are indeed family, you know. It's, it's, and people don't understand, you know, when you say open-door policy, they don't understand how that goes. But it's like right. open-door policy, like people know when, 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 when Frank, Mike, Shaq, Marcus, and all them people come around, it's open door policy. It's like being at your own house. Oh, and yeah. Central State HBCUs, man, this is family for life. Yes. You know, for God, you know, for growing for up. Life. <laughs> for God for Central for life. You know how you used to see 
you know, the old school brothers on the block or whatever, your old school mentors talking about, yeah, man, I didn't know this brother for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And they used to be like, yeah, bro, you, you didn't know him for 30 years? Oh, my God, wow. Right. Now exactly. we are them. Yeah, we are them. We, we are, are them. them. I've known you for 30 years. You're my man 33 for years. 30 years. 33 years. Yeah, for 33 years. You know, I'm going to do stuff for I'm going to do stuff for you and the other family that I wouldn't even do for nobody else but my brother. My yeah, the brother that I have with the same last name. So, that's that just is. the power of of the HBCU family when, when, when you touch ground and and when you in that that orientation and in the sucking gardens together when you mm-hmm. stood in, in in registration together and the financial aid line together and all of that it's just something about that connection man that is unseparable unimaginable oh, it's amazing it's amazing yeah. and Un- as you were talking undescribable. about <laughs> yes, and when you're talking yeah. about old oh, family, and then always remember, always respect to your pops. When he came to the house <laughs> and fixed the holes in the walls that I put in, <laughs> from literally bouncing off the walls, running and from crashing right. into walls and broken. <laughs> I was like, Dad, um, Frank did put his shoulder through the wall. What do you mean? Yeah, Frank literally almost ran out the house through the wall. All right, I'll be down there to fix it. (laughs) Good times, man. Good times. You know, just stuff like that. But then, when your mom just come for graduation, and they they came to the house like, oh no, (laughs) we're not doing this. Yeah, like what? How? Why is there a lawnmower in the kitchen? Why is the lawnmower in the kitchen? (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah. And my, mom, stuff, my mom my mom always oh god it. my mom always mom talks about it. the only thing that. yeah because she's like the only thing that was straightened up was the line of <laughs> liquor bottles that were on top of the, <laughs> the counter <laughs> yes oh, yes but see that's that that's the love y'all that's 30 years of memories right there yeah. 30 years of memory from Pen Hall, Frank was on the mm-hmm. first floor with Marcus, and I'm on the I'm on the second floor with Big Tone and Corey, and Dak yep. Dunbar. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. just the love, man, the love, the love, the love. Hey Nitty, hold on, I got I got one more on here. I actually got two. So press one when you're ready to speak. You got one coming from the six one four. I'm gonna read the first three numbers, not the last four. So six one four. Six four nine. Who we got in the barber zone with us? That's me. Hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, that's you. <laughs> we can hear you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I was getting pressured to talk and tell my story. I really don't have a story though. I followed a boy there. <laughs> well, that's your story. <laughs> that's story. Y'all, hey, hey, for y'all that don't know, this is Lolita. Say your name. This is Lolita. And yeah, tell us what's Lolita. Lolita tell us the, tell, tell us how, tell us how you got to Central. You know, tell us, you know, what made you go to Central State and keep it two hundred. So, so I was in love with Central. I was in love 
was this boy named Joey Hill, and he was at Central State, and I was at uh, in high school. And um, we were in love, and we were going to get married and have this life together. And um, so I applied to Central State. I applied to a bunch of schools, um, and I got accepted to every school, including Ohio State, which is because um, I'm from Columbus, and it's in Columbus. Um, and I got a, I got accepted to Howard and Miami um, of Ohio, Miami University. I got accepted to um, Akron and Cleveland and Hampton and Howard. But I chose Central State because I was in love and I needed to be with my boyfriend. But, of course, we broke up. Before I got there, but <laughs> before so, you got uh, there, that's the funny right, part. Before I got there, so um, but I had already turned it on myself, and they gave me the most money. So now I gotta go. I had to go to the bank, so, and we're gonna give me rocks. So, <laughs> so I had to go to yeah. the bank. So, <laughs> so I got yeah, there, I, I, and go ahead. And it was over from was there. You got there, and it was over from there. So, yo, that's one there. thing. That's one thing about historical black colleges, and especially Central State University. They give individuals opportunities that other individuals look down on that that they wouldn't accept because of their scores or whatever it may be. But Central State welcomed people with open arms that were pushed away by other universities. Um, I, we so got one coming on next. I, I see you. My class. I was in the top of my class. So um, I don't I don't want anybody to uh, to associate me with that part. Um, although they do accept that, you know, anybody in the community. Yeah, did nobody say, no, no, see, nobody said you. See, you over there feeling guilty. But no, but but like, I'm going to use an example. My, uh, my cousin, Keith Morris. Uh, Keith Morris in high school, he had all type of uh, truancy issues and um, negative things going on in his life. And yeah, and and, and he was given, Keith was given an ultimatum. Either you go, he's given three choices. Either you go to the service, you go to uh, college, or you go to jail. And Brother Marcus uh, got Keith into Central State University, had some of the worst marks, some of the worst grades ever. They didn't even accept him on his grades. They accepted him on Brother Marcus's word. And yeah, if you know Keith Morris, he, he, he came into school on academic probation. But if you know yep. Keith Morris, he left Central State as – student government president. He's now got his doctorate and is doing very I well. His so, graduation last year. Yeah, so the individual that they said, you know, had learning problems, he was, you know, uh, a terror in the community, he would never amount to anything. This man is now a doctor. So without Central State opening their arms and, and, and giving a young black man off the south side of Columbus the opportunity, who knows where Cubs would be. So that's why HBCUs are so important to the lives of our young black individuals. So that's why we have to, you know, continue to direct our young individuals to historical black in a, historical black universities where they feel the connection of 
our, you know, black ancestors and the power that we so hold me, as black people. So it, it, it's just awesome. Me, Hold on, little lady. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. For you, what? Uh, go ahead, because we we got a couple more that we can get on the line. For me, but, I, um, that's what I learned about. That's what I learned about. I learned about myself when I got there. I wasn't expecting to learn that. I wasn't expecting to see so many beautiful black people living a different life than me. Um, I wasn't. I grew up in the project, so I didn't. I didn't know any other life, and um, so I learned the beauty of the black person at Central State. I learned my worth at Central State. I learned that I was valuable. I learned that there are black people who are doing great things in the world that I had not witnessed before. Um, I met um, parents that were doctors and lawyers, um, music um, entrepreneurs. I met so many beautiful people there. And I would have never learned that if I didn't go to Central State. Um, I, I I lived in a neighborhood where we, we only thought that, that white people were rich and we only thought that white people did great things. Even though I had people in my family doing great things, it was still ingrained to me, in me that I was still second best and I would always be second best mm-hmm. until I got to Central State. And so that was the beauty of Central State. I was I went there um on some on some dumb dumb but I learned so much <laughs> about myself and about the black person as a whole um that I would have never learned that I'd never learned in high school and I was at the top of my class. Um I was in the top ten percent um, but mm-hmm. I would have I would have never learned, and so that's why my son is there now. Um, he is a student at Central State University um, because I want mm-hmm. him to learn the same things that he didn't learn in school. And so I think that it's important for us to to embrace our universities, our HBCUs. I mean, it was amazing for me. It was eye opener. So um, yes, that's, yes, that's for God, for Central for State. Yes, yes, yes. See, you Man, thought you didn't so have a story, but you really you. did. Yeah. So and we're going to keep it moving. I see we got another one from Columbus here, and then I got another one that's going to be coming that's by way of Cincinnati, but they're in Texas right now. So I appreciate y'all families tapping into the show. So no further ado, coming from the 614706 from, uh, you know, that's Columbus, Ohio, but we coming from like Racine, Wisconsin. Who do we have on the line with us tonight? Who's in the barber zone? <laughs> Racine from uh, Milwaukee. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, yes, uh, uh, Columbus. <laughs> same difference. It's the same area. Same, but <laughs> welcome it's to crazy. the show. And for, yes, yes. Tell the people who you are. You know when you came Hi. out, what you did, all of that, and then why you came from Wisconsin to Ohio. I already okay, know, but so, tell the people. I know you know, boo boo. So Tracy Bell Thomas, I um, am a proud 1992 alumna of Central State University, originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I live in Columbus, Ohio, um, and work for the Department of Medicaid, and I serve as their infant mortality project lead on their African-American infant mortality project. Um, I am originally from Milwaukee, as Chavez mentioned. I wanted to attend a historically black college or university because I had attended predominantly white schools basically my entire life. Um, Always exposed to um, my people, my culture. Milwaukee is a very segregated city. There are more black people here than most people could ever imagine. But again, it is a very segregated city. So if you attended schools in the suburbs, 
it would be a rarity that you would see people like yourself or a reflection of yourself in your instructors, you know, unless you're a parent or a close friend or you went to church and, you know, there's a Sunday school instructor, instructor who looks like you. So I wanted that uh, experience. I wanted to live that different world life. What I saw on the TV um, and experienced <laughs> through the Cosby show and in the movie theaters, watching school days, wanted all that. And one of my good friends, Cheryl, who's also from Milwaukee, um, was a student at Central State and had told me about it. And I had um, actually applied to um, Central, Morris Brown, Wilberforce, Hampton, and Virginia Union. And um, at the end of the day, I think Central State was probably the best fit. It wasn't um, so close to home. It wasn't too far away. Um, but it was a perfect fit once I got down there. Oh, yeah. And you met all of us, and you was like, oh, my God, I got to be part of that family. Yeah. Well, you know <laughs> but... what? That's, that's the funny thing that you say that on the first day, I'll never forget moving into Hunter Hall. My um, uh, resident advisor um, was Cookie. And uh, <laughs> when I, I'll never forget going in to get my key and have my mom with me, Cheryl, Mike, and Frank, it was like the start of the crew that I met, and I met them all through Cheryl, um, were in the room when I got my, my room key and my assignment. And the, the blessing is, is that, you know, God puts people in your life for particular reasons, and they, he guides you down a particular path. So who knew that that? crazy motley crew would be lifelong <laughs> family and friends. Um, I mean, literally, when I think back on, you know, how did I wake up in the middle of the night and Mike and Frank are in my room watching Soul Train <laughs> and eating Doritos? I don't know how they got in my room. <laughs> but but I'm, in, I'm, I'm in one piece and all my clothes are on. That's, that's a plus. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just, there's, you know, there, you, you learn who to trust. You learn how to make friends. You learn how to grow. You, you know, again, as I said, you see that reflection of yourselves in your instructors. Um, when you attend an HBCU, it, it's an opportunity for you to make mistakes in those instructors, and the administrators will allow you to make those mistakes, and then they will pick you up and dust you off and then give you guidance so that you won't make those mistakes again, especially when you go out into the real world. Man, yes, yes. And I remember when Tracy came, you know, she was like, uh, my friend is coming. Like, oh, God, here she comes. But once you got there, <laughs> like, since day one, you've been, you know, arms around you day one, and they've still been there. So yeah, the love, which, the, which the love from Central State is just, is just, unbelievable it's you know love like you know people say love like you never thought you would experience it's love mm -hmm. i never thought i experienced from a group of black people because you know growing up on the south side of columbus it wasn't you know it was you know we dealt with the white people and funny acting black folks coming up so you know but right, other right. than that the love that the love from central state was just freaking amazing and i was just like yo i need to be here i'm never gonna leave so Right, and yeah. the students are very, when you attend an HBCU, you are supportive of everyone else. So you, you may not be in the same crews, but once you leave, for whatever reason, you wind up supporting each other. You know, 
there's, oh, yes. you know, there's always camaraderie. And even after you graduate, if you meet somebody else who attended an HBCU, you always give a little dap of that little head nod because, you know, you get it. So if you're in the work mm-hmm. environment, okay, you know, they went to HU or the real HU or Texas Southern or, or Tuskegee or whatever. I went to Central State, you know, and, and you, you mm-hmm. have each other's backs. And that's just that natural feel that goes along with that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we are almost to the end of the show. You know, I said it was going to be an hour and a half, but, you know, it's a little overtime. We're going over a little bit. I see we got one more person that just snuck in on uh, on the call in before it shut down. And that person is, I'm just going to put them on the line. They ain't even going to have a chance to press one. So coming from the 51410, by the way, of Texas, um, Miss Cookie, welcome to the Barber Zone. Hey, guys. How are you all? Thanks for having <laughs> yeah, me putting, on for I'm a second. I'm putting you on Front Street. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Miss. You know what? Um, I'm almost in tears listening to the amazing stories that everyone is saying. Um, there is no place like Central State University. Um, there's no place like a historically black college or university. My son having gone to um, Howard, had very similar stories, very similar experiences. The amazing thing about 1987 is I met this uh, crazy group of people that 30-plus <laughs> years later are not just my friends, but we actually call each other family. We've been the family since mm-hmm. 1987, and that has not changed. And that is something you cannot get anywhere else. Um Good, bad, death, birth, sickness, health, like we married, we are in this thing <laughs> together. And you don't develop those friendships or those bonds anywhere else. I can't imagine that when my son went to American University uh, for his master's that he had the same experience. I know he didn't. There is mm. nothing like an HBCU. There is nothing like this bond. This, and I'm going to tell you what. I'm not going to pretend like every day at Central State was easy. It was not, but that's no. what made it great. <laughs> that's what made it great because it taught you some life skills that you wouldn't have got anywhere else. It taught you how to survive on nothing, how to, you know, handle rough financial aid situations and classes being wrong. We telling you you're two credits short and just all of that. You had to manage your life, and it gave you life skills that you uh, probably wouldn't have had to wouldn't have an opportunity to develop. But the other thing about Central, and I can remember me not being a morning person, like an 8 a.m. class was like death for me. Are you kidding? <laughs> but I had that would literally have people come knock on my door and get me out of bed to make sure I was in that mm-hmm. Down Spanish class at 8 a.m. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Or that would, you know, make sure that if I – but wasn't getting something, they stayed with you. They made sure that mm-hmm. you made it. Who does that? Mm-hmm. Who does that? And any other student would just say, well, you're just going to have to re-enroll, or you're going to take another class, or you're not going to graduate. But they made sure that you were going to be mm-hmm. okay. And it gave you opportunities yep. to be whoever you wanted to be. If you wanted to be a leader and you want a leader in high school, hello, step into it. If you mm-hmm. wanted to be, you know, 
a dancer and you weren't necessarily a dancer before, if you wanted to be, you know, you can be whatever you wanted to be at Central State and be yep. safe in that and be supportive in that. And that's what we got. So I am so, Shavea, super proud of you. This is awesome. And thank you for giving me five minutes to talk. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, yeah, I, and, and, and Cookie, I know you heard what Tracy said. Yeah, you was the RA. And the reason why we would be in your room, Tracy, is because Cookie would let us. <laughs> no, Tracy, like, you know, that's not you true. Me? Let me tell you something. I promise you. That's not true. Mike and Frank, I think, and all of them had some sort of pass key. They done found some way to get into these dorms because I was not letting you in it. <laughs> Ninja. Excuse me. What do you What do you mean? Climbing <laughs> well, in and out of windows. I don't know anything about that. Hey, hey, climbing <laughs> in and out of windows. Hey, hey, my God. Oh, yeah. Hanging, hanging out on your windowsill that time when when security came, and then me and Mike come come climbing back in your window, and you didn't even know that we was out there. <laughs> but no. Uh, uh, and like and, and like they've all said, yo. Oh my God, thirty years, thirty three for like me and Frank and Cookie and all of us. Thirty three years of love and friendship and family. Like like she said, like Cookie said, we not even friends. We're family. You know, yeah, family. We, we know about you know we know about each other's personal lives and the children and, you know, some people's grandchildren and all of that. And it's just all love from day one. Uh, we didn't always like each other, but we always oh, loved each other and, and respected mm-hmm. each other. So that's that's the one thing, like, you know, this this Central State HBCU connection, man, is is nothing like I've ever thought that I would ever have in my life. You know, you got right. brothers and sisters that's like, you know, when you down, you know, they pick you up and keep you encouraged and things like that. And, you know, we going through a pandemic right now, y'all. We going through something that we never, ever, ever thought we would be going through. And just to be able to, to you know, reach out to each and every one and just feel the love and, you know, you know, Frank could call me sometimes, man. He don't even know. I'm I'm down in the dumps, you know, a little bit. And he called me, and you know, I got to pick it up, you know, and talk to him, and you know, talk to Shaq and all of those, and just, you know, that's like my man Ian, Ian Cox. We 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 talked last week, well, two weeks ago, and you know, it was just so encouraging, and it was just a conversation that I needed, and a conversation like that you can only get from somebody who knows you, who truly knows you and loves you and knows you enough that can tell you the things that you don't want to hear but you need to hear at the right time. And that's Mm -hmm. what it's always been. It's always been love. We've been able to tell each other things that nobody could ever in life tell us except for these group of individuals. And that's what we needed because of that bond that we got in the cornfields of Wilberforce, Ohio, off of Route 42 at 1400 Brushwell Road. So, y'all, yeah. I thank y'all. I thank y'all for I selecting the HBCU Central State. So now y'all my family. I got family. I tell people, I got family 
from the East Coast to the West Coast to Canada, all the way down south, and even some over the seas. And our connection is our central state mother, right there in the sunken gardens, right there. Our connection Absolutely. that nobody can ever take away from us. That's like, you know, I thank y'all for joining tonight. You know, we had people come in that really didn't even understand that they had a story until they started talking and realized how much central state impacts their life in a way that they never even knew. You know, you got people that came to central because they were legacies and, you know, they were, you know, determined to go to an HBCU. Then you have people that came to school that had no idea that they would ever be able to attend a college because you've always been told that they would never amount to anything because of, you know, the way they acted or the way they come up or their, their financial or economic situation. And, you know, nobody's in your family ever went to college. You're not going to be anything. Chavez, but by the grace of God. Yes, ma'am. Did you know that there's a, a high percentage of students who also attend Central right now this very minute who are homeless? And Central yes, has opened I, you know, I its found doors. That out and and I was like, oh, my God. I found that out, and I was yeah. like, oh, my God. I, I didn't know that. And so then, but you know what, Tracy? If you look at it, there was individuals that we went to school with that we didn't know that was virtually homeless. They were dropped right. off at Central and told, you got to go for yourself. Right. They didn't yep. have any family structure, and the family structure that they had was us. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't That's know – that 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 some of their life situations because it was a couple individuals that um you know you see people you know how you see people's dorm rooms and you know you laugh because they don't got this or got that you know of course we was eighteen nineteen we was immature so but you know it was a couple individuals that lived in Philly and my uncle lived in Philly so I went there for a summer and you know I hit him up like yo I'm about to come through. And when I come through and seen this man's living conditions, it was like now you know why he's so determined to leave from the place that he's at. Right. You know why mm-hmm. some people were so mm-hmm. driven to be, you know, to be in a better place because of the circumstances. Like, you know, you had other people that was on here tonight that they lived, you know, great lives and that they knew where their future was. But we have a lot of individuals that we went to school with that didn't know what their future was going to be because they had no vision. They had nobody to tell them that they could be this and do that until they got to Central State and got around the love and got around other strong, striving black people to help them with their vision and their life. So, yo, I'm I'm just blessed and thankful that I was able to attend Central State University with the people that I did at the time that I did. So, all y'all, I just thank y'all, and, you know, it just touches my heart that y'all took the time to join my show because without y'all, there is no show. I'd have just been sitting here talking to myself, playing some music or something. But, y'all, I thank y'all. And we at the end of the show, I see we still got, what, four or five people still on? So um, we're going to end it like this. Uh, everybody, an opportunity just to give a last shout 
before we end. And um, we're going to go down the line because let me see. Who is it? We got Jerry. We got Nitty. Uh, who is this? Lolita, Tracy, and Cookie. So, uh, of course, Nitty, Nitty, I'm going to give you the last word since you're the brother. We're going to let the ladies go first. So, Miss Jerry, give us the last word before we get out of here. Is she still there or is her phone just on? I think her phone might just be on. Jerry, you still there? All right. We're going to move on. Maybe she tap back in with her in. Uh, Miss Lolita, give us the last word before we get out of here. I know you like to run your mouth, so uh, 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 give us the last word. I don't know what to say. Um, thank you for having us on the show. Thank you for having the show. Um, I'm proud of you, and I'm excited that you're um, getting the word out about HBCUs. Um, thank you for letting me find my story. Um, and <laughs> keep, on, keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on sharing. Um, Tracy mentioned the Emerging Scholars is 150 homeless students on campus. So we're supporting them. We all have been supporting them. And so they're doing great right now because they have our support. And that's what family is. Um, we're, central. we're teaching them to give back, and we're giving back. And so I support our family. And so just let us know when you have another show. And I'll, I'll, if I can, I'll, I'll show up and, and, and find a story for what your next show is about, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, hey, I'm I'm glad because you know I was able to persuade you in the right way so you can get you an education and be better. Y'all might not have been like worked <laughs> out like that, but hey, you got your education, girl. So hey, Lolita, thank you and and thank you for all you do that you do for the students. I know we ride you a little bit, you know, but hey, at least you out there but doing something and giving back for yourself. That's what family does, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're supposed to give you the business because if we don't give you the business, that means we don't like you. So keep up. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep loving on the students and keep being a great example for Central State. I thank you. I thank you. Uh, Miss Tracy, Miss Tracy Bell, give us the last word, Miss uh, CSU. Don't be the master of your own slave mentality. Mm. Learn and grow. Be encouraged. Um, think about what you can do to give back um, and think about how we can make things better um, for others and also continuing to support HBCUs into perpetuity so that they will be around long after our children's children are gone. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Miss Cookie. What's up? Please give us some good words, mama. So, first of all, before we leave tonight, I want to mention one name, and that's Ben Jordan. I think he has so much mm-hmm. impact on all of our lives at the time that we were at Central, so we just want to honor him uh, during this time. And then I do want to say um, it is real important, and I know we're probably beating this like a dead horse, but it's super important that we vote. Um, you know, our current president is seeking to uh, Relieve 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 historical black colleges and universities of their uh, federal funding. So it's critical that we vote. So please make sure that we exercise those those rights to vote. Um, and really, I'm not even telling you who to vote for. Just vote. Your vote does matter. Mm-hmm. It, it does impact our communities. Please, please, please get out and vote. Uh, no Ohio. I don't know if early voting is over in Ohio yet, but if you can, please oh, do. Yet. Please yeah. get. Please get there. Please get there. 
and vote. And then the other thing I will say is um, don't be afraid to do something out of the ordinary. Going to a historically black college is the unexpected. But when you step out on something unexpected, you'll get something unexpected. You'll find some amazing things. You can be around people that are like you, that are um, like you in color, but so different. All of us are so different, which is why it's such a beautiful experience. Not one of us, when I think about our group, not one of us is the same. All Mm -hmm. of us are very different. We come from very (laughs) different backgrounds. But somehow or another, we are connected, and that is the beautiful thing about this experience. So I challenge you to do something different. Thanks for this. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Nitty, my man, my brother, give us some good words, man. Give us some good. All right. Just want to say, you know, I really appreciate you and love you for all the work that you've done. You've been my man since 87. You know, always looked out, kept me fresh with the cuts. Now I'm bald, <laughs> and so that's, that's not necessary anymore. And then also, one day, uh, remember, uh, talk, talk about Lolita, her chasing me around campus uh, like Elmira from the cartoons. It was really scary. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, oh, Tracy being like a Whitley from a different world. Like, look at this girl. She acts like she's a little princess here. She doesn't know this is the ghetto. <laughs> the ghetto. Oh, and I found out really quickly. <laughs> but I love you all. Exactly. Yes, yes. And, and then, it of course, was a different okay. world. Oh, of course it was. But here's the funny yeah. thing. Now, the person that the first person I met, and didn't really even meet them, but I'm standing in line to register. Freshman year, I'm standing behind Cookie, her sister, and her mother. I'm like, yo, is everyone here six feet? I'm six feet, but the these women are right standing in front of me, six feet tall, and everybody's six feet tall. I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, I don't even understand this. That is the craziest thing that, of course, you know, Cookie would be on the call, and she was the first yeah. person I saw at Central State. Yes, but oh, no, I love you all, and this is my new saying for God, for Central, for State, for life, and that's just what it is because life. Central State is for life for all of us, and just want you to know I love and appreciate all of you. Always hey, man, thank you, man. Love yep, you yep. always, always. And y'all, hey, I just, y'all, I'm just touched, man. I appreciate that, everything, but, you know, this whole Central State journey was is just awesome. Um and like we talked to the students earlier today, the things that we went through at Central is the things that prepare you for life. So the registration lines and the financial aid lines and all of that stuff is just preparing you for life. Like Cookie just said, those financial aid lines and those registration lines are preparing you for these election lines. Voting right now is extremely important. So when you stood in that registration line at Central State, it's preparing you to stand in these voting lines right now. So y'all know we are standing on the shoulders of some outstanding African Americans that have gone before us. And it's time for us to vote. It's time for our word and our voice to be heard. 
the leadership in the country right now does not care about African-American people. It's been shown, it's been demonstrated, and they let us know very boldly every day through the violence that has been committed from the people that we call authorities or our policing officials. So, y'all, we have to use our vote, use our voices to make a positive impact in this world, in our countries, in our communities. Because we've already done it by stepping out on faith and going to Central State University, graduating, coming back to our own communities and making a difference that way. But now we have to make it even more. In these next few weeks, we have to get out to vote. I'm not telling you where to vote, how to vote, or, you know, who to vote for, but get out and let your voice be heard. Because if you don't, you know, you can't say anything come January when the new president comes in if you haven't voted. We had a lot of people out protesting and, you know, rioting or whatever. I don't know what side you were on, but you were out demonstrating in the streets. People were doing it for, you know, their Facebook likes and their Instagram and to be on the news. But, no, I need you to be at the polls. If you were able to stand out and protest, I need you to stand out and vote. So, yeah, we know the history of our historically black colleges and all that stuff. So, But now it's time. You know, we were the ones that went to school in the 90s you know, to become educated so we can be more powerful and we can run the companies and all that stuff. But now we're the old heads. We're the elders. We're the ones that, you know, guide these young people in the way they need to go. So we need to reach back, grab a young person, grab a community, and put it on our back, and let's get out the vote, y'all. Let's be better. I love y'all. I want to see all of us prosperous and be better because y'all family. But the only way we can do it is be better for us and be better for our future. So y'all, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining the show. So we over and I'm about to leave y'all with something to give y'all, you know, if you didn't hear it at the beginning of the show, you're going to hear it now. Something to leave you encouraged, something to put you in that homecoming spirit. Since we can't be around each other and love on each other, Y'all, we gonna do it like this. So good night, and I hope this encourages y'all a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, oh! introducing to you the liveest black college in the land, CSU. Once upon a time, not long ago.
my refund came, I was major pain. I knew that it was on when the homecoming came. We gon' beat up on somebody at the homecoming game. The bag gon' go out, step it up, show out. Home team wins once again, it's a blowout. The AKAs in the DS. Y'all have a great night. Hey, thank y'all. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Good night.